Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. It's your boy Dave Neal. How are you today? Yeah, you. How you doing? You're, you're, you're doing all right out there? Hello there, Tom. Hey, Claire. Hey, Rebecca. What's happening, Vic? Uh, who did I not get to? What's happening, uh, my friends in Shanghai? We're all over the place. International. Uh, I am in New York City. New York City! I don't know why I have to do that. It's advertising stuck in my brain. I am in New York City. Um, hours ago, I was in California. So that means I am fucking tired. I'm still, uh, I'm still riding the end of that edible wave. Oh boy. Are you telling me that they don't make it mandatory that everyone eats an edible before flying? Holy shit, we got these little macaroons. Um, edible, they're little 10 milligram things. I, I only eat half because I've had a bad, as you might have heard, I've had a bad edible experience on a flight before. Maybe that's why they don't make everyone, oh, people that, people that are afraid of flying, yeah, here, get high. <laughs> right? I don't know. Just get sedated. Oh, it's so good. I've got eating an edible on an airplane down to a T. I, I, I saw that LAX issued a statement in California now. You can just openly travel with weed. I mean, don't take my word for it. I don't want to be like brought to court. Like, Dave, you said that you could. But um, I mean, I, I, I guess depending on where you're flying to, they might have a problem with the weed. But hey, in California, baby, you just walk through that uh, TSA line, just smoking a vape pen. They're like, all right, take your shoes off, take your belt off. Oh, the vape pen? No, you can hold on to that. Yeah, bring your bong in. You can only bring four ounces of water into your bong. No, <laughs> that's, that's what they're saying. No sharp objects, folks. Um, all right, let's try to detangle what's going on in the world. If uh, if you are new to this app, welcome. Thank you for joining us. I don't know how you found us. Did I stalk you online? Did I see you in person? Maybe a stand up show? Hey, maybe at a wedding. I made you sub- made you subscribe. Um, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to doing that. I will literally pick up people's phone and say, Siri, subscribe to the Sex Actually podcast. And then Siri's like, the one with Dave Neal, the adult with security issue, insecurity. Okay. Uh, Got to get in some jabs. I, uh, yeah, so this, so, uh, this uh, the podcast, it's um, a little irreverent uh, talk about dating, love, um, all the things that um, we avoided talking about when we were kids. You know, it's not uh, sappy, which is um, ironic because it's the sap, but it's not sappy in the sense that it's like, you know, some sensual thing. It's like love's real. It's, uh, you know, it hurts. Love hurts. I mean, doesn't it though sometimes? I mean, like, look, just just coming to New York, I was sad. I was missing my girlfriend, which I know probably sounds crazy because I complain more than anything because she's like, I need quality time. And I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. But um, yeah, we had such a good weekend. We, we had a wedding we went to. And I know you're thinking, oh, fucking weddings. Look, some people are like tapped into that wedding phase of their life where they're, it's like, it's wedding season, bitches, and they're just one wedding after another. All my friends are shitty comedians. No, none of them are getting married. And if they are, they're not inviting savages. You know, it's just a private, intimate thing. But this was a non-comedian family wealth wedding. And I hope that's not tacky to say, but this money was spent on this wedding. Do you know what I mean? Like, there were, it was in a canyon next to a lagoon. There was, okay, the wedding was outside and deer just walked by. Bucks, bucks walked by the wedding. I don't know, if you if you don't have bucks walking by your wedding, uh, you're not doing it right, folks. Um, antlers and shit, just kind of cruising around, you know what I mean? Uh, the, the couple that got married, I guess I shouldn't say their names, but a uh, good looking couple. There's certain, I, 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 look at fr- I look at friends in two different ways. I think, I think, 
people might agree with me on this. You might think I'm a creep. I look at my friends that I would watch, like friend couples, right? Friend couples. I look at friend couples in two ways. Would I watch them having sex together or would I not? And I don't mean in like in a way where like I'm illegally watching them, but if they're like, uh, Dave, we're going to go have sex in the room next door, the window's open and you can, you know, like a one-way mirror, <laughs> like one of those FBI uh, interrogation rooms and then like, did you do the crime? No. And then they just break out and fucking, and I'm like standing on the other side with a clipboard. I'm like, Hmm, I like the strategy. Anyway, I got a couple, and you know what? Now, the more that I think of it, most of my couple friends, I would want to watch having sex. And, um, I don't know. That used to be like a weird thing growing up teenage years, like insecurity, like as a, as a, as a boy becoming a man, you'd be like, I don't want to see another guy's dick. Yet all I watch now is like blowjob porn. And I'm like, I'm just watching a dude's knob get polished. Like that, like this isn't even, you know what I mean? And I'll like, I'll, I'll see a guy's dick and I'll be like, oh, that's a good one. You know, I'll be like, Jesus, fuck, this guy's got a weapon on him. You know, sometimes there's like shaped wrong or like not wrong, but like, you know, like a fat, fat uh, in the middle, like a football style. And then you'll see, you'll just see different styles and you come, no, oh. but you know what? The thing is I do the same thing with breasts. So like I objectify both or or several different gender types. I don't know if I objectify all the gender types, but I like to check out what people are working with. It's like when you go to a car show, right? You're like, oh, wait, uh, let's pop the hood. Let's see what we got underneath there. Um, so yeah, the wedding had a um, you know a, probably a pretty average supply of um, plastic surgery and fake boobs that you would find in Southern California. Hey, folks, stick with me. I'm just talking about the men here. A lot of uh, calf implants. Uh, no, just good-looking people good looking people and you know it's good looking when the when the the bride's parents are still sexy like that's a good looking audience you got there the bride's brother like i'm trying to every time we have to say hi to him i'm like he's just gonna steal my girlfriend this dude's got he's got that long flowy hair i tried to have do you remember when i had long hair but he like pulls it off mine mine just felt like a weird mr potato head you know with a soap opera hair but this dude pulls it off he's got the long hair and he's like He's like he like knows how to trim his beard around his lips. You know what I mean? So like it's really showing himself off. And I'm like, geez, I don't know if I'm worried if he's gonna steal her if I'm gonna blow him. I don't know what's happening. Uh, good looking folks. Uh, anyway, it's not about looks. It's about love. The love was there, folks. I mean, look, there. This is a this is a couple that did it right. I think you know they met each other in a bar. They had dated, or at least I know for the bride, she had dated some fucking crazy dudes assholes you know what i mean and then she meets a guy who's like stoic and she's she's a little i mean she's out there she comes from like a sort of humorous funny family she's wild she's a, she was the girl that i would get nervous when tasha would hang out with her because like tasha would come back like be like i couldn't keep up with her we were dr- drinking shots and this and that and she's that i mean i mean look she had 16 girls at her bachelorette party like this this chick's i'm not saying i'm not calling her high maintenance because i don't think she is high maintenance she's like put your cowboy boots on Get your booty short. Let your ass cheeks hang out and shotgun a beer. Don't be a pussy. And just, you know what I mean? When a girl tells you not to be a pussy, that's that's love right there. <laughs> I think every guy wants that. I think deep down, ladies, if you're listening, every guy wants a girl that grabs him by his chin, looks him in the eyes, and with a stern uh, scolding says, don't be a fucking pussy, Stan. You pussy. Don't be a, be a man out there, Stan. Okay, so if I'm shotgunning beers at 9 a.m., if we're doing beerios on a Saturday before horse racing, man the fuck up. I don't care how tired you are, you goddamn bitch, and get out there. 
that's a lady every guy wants. <laughs> Just a scolding like it's a coach. How are we doing on this solo episode? Uh, this is going to be me. Uh, uh, I don't go ranting, but we're going to be uh, slaloming around some topics here. But you know, it was, it was a beautiful wedding. It was your standard wedding. There, I, I don't mean to call anyone out because any sort of wedding has the same standard thing: one overly drunk girl, right? One. Sometimes there's more, but usually it's one. You don't see the second drunkest girl because only people notice the first drunkest girl. I mean, this is the type of girl who's like on the dance floor, knees on the ground, just uh, obeying zero rules of what to do when wearing a dress, just side boob for days. I mean, it's it totally, but no one cares. You know what I mean? Crying hysterically during the wedding. It's like, you know, she did, she isn't dead. She's married now. I got teary-eyed at the wedding. I do. I, I don't know what if it's because I'm being a pussy. I don't know if I wasn't hugged enough. Well, I don't know what the deal is. But when I get together and... We're just celebrating love, and it, and it's true. And they say, ah, the divorce rate, this and that. Yeah, you know what? We can't. You know, no one would play the game if we all knew the outcome, right? Like we got to just take it one step at a time. It's this world's about learning. We're you know we're just a bunch of random cell you know molecular things stuck together, and we we grow and we. Uh, we we slosh off the dead skin cells and we become new and we become the better version of what we're trying to become and we don't remain stagnant we grow and weddings um are a kind of benchmark to that and yeah of course you know I'm against them in so many ways but I'm also for them when you're doing it right like they're not like re- you know putting up uh, you know they're not, when people uh, you know like I, I know people that will go into severe debt over a wedding and it's like now you're starting your relationship off broke like what the fuck like you don't need that like Tasha and I we're not gonna we're not gonna take a huge hit to go you know feed other people and have that drunk chick who's you know grinding with the uncle <laughs> that's like oh I thought you um I know. Anyway, I'm getting too specific. <laughs> I refuse to bleep anything out this episode. I hate it when I have to do a bleep. Um, but yeah, so so while I'm critical of weddings and um and the institution of marriage, I also get emotional when I see two people that you know get to say their vows and share their love and that specific. You know, they 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 remember the day they met. You know what I mean? They went. She took them on a family vacation seven days into meeting. I'm like, that's fucking cool. That doesn't play by the goddamn rules. The rules say, ah, don't turn into an awesome till you know, and wait 48 hours before you wipe your ass, and it's a whole thing. And it's like, no, you, there are no rules. There are guidelines, but they're meant to be broken. You do what feels right, and love um, can be a slow burn, or it can be a firework. You know what I mean? Or it could be both. And um, it looked like they had a firework that uh, has, uh, maybe uh, maybe it was one of those fireworks that blew up um, on a hillside and it kind of, the embers caught flames. So now we have a slow burn going up the hill. Uh, so congratulations for your wildfire. That was my wedding gift to you guys, the first 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> and the thing is, is I, I know a few people that um, Tasha, when she went on the bachelorette party, you know, met 15 other ladies, all beautiful, lovely ladies, really some really good looking women. I mean, oh my God, I mean, not quite diverse, but we're talking, you know, Orange County. This is a white area. It just is. It is. It was the whitest wedding I've ever been to. Uh, there was a black guy there. He was whiter than I was. <laughs> uh, not physically, but emotionally. Um, what does that mean, Dave? Don't worry about it. Moving on. Uh, yeah, it was uh, so so different um, uh, guests that Tasha had met at the bachelorette party. I had to meet for the first time. And uh, 
it was interesting because a lot of them knew stuff about me, but I didn't know anything about them. And they're like, oh, we can't wait to uh, listen to the podcast to hear what you have to say about us. And it's like, and I was kind of like, oh, that's not how it goes. <laughs> um, you know, like, I don't think this is, this is a, um, hold on. Fuck. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Here we go. Let's ring into Tasha because I, I don't want to leave her out of this wedding talk. I don't know if she's going to answer. I think every time I've called her on the podcast, she answers. But this would be 9 a.m. her time. Oh, she's not going to be around. Oh, what the fuck? At least you guys know I tried, right? Should we leave her a message? Oh, what the fuck? Anyway, um, I'll send her a text to tell her I'm podcasting. Uh, fuck. So, yeah, so I got to meet her friends. They're all cool people they were just cool they all they all bonded over their bachelorette trip and then but yeah they're all like oh what's gonna happen you know what are you gonna talk about on the how are you gonna make fun of and i was like well just the drunk girl that's really it and then we had one other dude that was um kind of like you know you always have the drunk girl but then you always have the dude who's trying to fuck and i get it it's a wedding but i think the idea of having sex at a wedding um it, well, put it this way. When there are single people at the wedding, I think it would be easy to have sex. Although I'll say this. The only wedding I think I went to, my buddy's wedding, when I was single, I think I caught a blowjob. But I was like, I always feel guilty because I was like, I didn't ask for one. I didn't like push her head down. But I, I think it was her way of saying, not not the bride. There's a bride's, not even a bridesmaid, just a guest. And I was single. But the idea, fuck, this is years ago. I think the blowjob to her was her way of saying, I'm not prepared to have sex with you, but I don't want you to think I'm not leading you on. I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate it. I don't want to over, I don't want to overthink a blowjob from nine years ago. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Wait, I, so if you, if there are single people that fall with, within a two point range of each other in the um, looks department, say, you know, a guy is a six and a half and a chick is an eight and a half, I think, or a guy is a nine and a chick is a seven. I think as long as it's within a two point um, variance, people are willing to, I mean, you're not going to find a guy who's a nine banging a girl who's a six. And if he does, that means he's not a nine, even though he might look like a nine on the inside. He's What the fuck am I talking about? So anyway, there was this dude who, like Tasha went up to go get us a water because, as you guys know, she can't drink. Um, and she, and then this bro starts like hitting on her. And you know when it's someone hitting on you. They're at the bar. She's grabbing a tonic. You know what I mean? She's grabbing a soda water. And and it's a dude who's like bigger, but like not necessarily stronger, but like just a bigger guy. And he's, you know, he's got the. It's that it's that time of the 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 um the uh, reception where everyone's on the dance floor so he's got he's got the shirt half unbuttoned and the uh it's so isn't it aren't, aren't weddings so funny we spend all this time getting our outfits ready and then we immediately try to take as much shit off as possible <laughs> you know why don't we just show up in just like you know i don't know gym shorts and uh, call it a day why don't we do they should do that they should have just like silky nice now because if it's silky you might get a boner when you look at the bridesmaid i don't know uh, not me specifically, Tasha. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't get a boner looking at any of these wenches. I only have eyes for my lady. Um, but I, as I mentioned, I check out um, penises and uh, boobs. So I am an equal opportunity objectifier. And for that, I um, do not apologize. Uh, 
So this dude's hitting on Tasha, and he's got, yeah, you know he's sitting on her. He's alone at the bar. She's getting water. His body language is open to her. He's doing this. He's doing that. And then I walk up because I'm like, look, I I know she can get out of it on her own, but I also know she's too nice to be like, I've got a boyfriend, bye. Like, it's just one of those things. So so, so I I walk up, I introduce myself and try not to make it weird because I've been that single guy who hits on a girl and then find out her boyfriend was in the bathroom and it's like, oh, and then I feel super awkward. So I played it off, but then the dude starts big brothering her to me, like pretending like the dude starts kind of quizzing me as, as if I'm a good enough guy for her. Like he was her protective older brother. Like that was the 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 spin, the angle he took, and I was just like, "Bro, like I'm the one. I'm in the trenches here. This is five years in. I've got nothing to prove." Um, which is actually probably a bad thing because I I feel like women don't like a guy who's complacent. You know what I mean? So it's like I like, but like I know I have nothing to prove, but that doesn't mean I'm just gonna sit down and watch you hit on my chick. Do you know what I mean? It's like uh, I'm letting you know I'm here, but I know we don't have to do anything about it. Anyway, I'm probably reading into all of it. If he's listening, hey, subscribe, rate, and review. I uh, never got his name. Anyway, he was a nice guy. It was whatever. But yeah, sexy couples. A lot of beautiful. Because it's like Tasha knows this this bride through a modeling agency. They've all worked together on different jobs. So I'm not talking like, oh, there was a cute girl there. I'm talking like Amazonianly tall. They have all have like bushy eyebrows and, and, and boobs and an ass and like a torso. And <laughs> I'm just describing body parts at this point. They have feet. They got these feet on them. That's the toes. They've all got ten. I, as far as I could tell, they all had ten toes. And it was a whole thing. Ah, look, hey. So shout out to all these. And also, I'll say this: the um, the guy who uh, the the guy who uh, officiated the wedding, cool guy from Oregon. His wife was cool. You know, they got kids. They're just like you know it's i love talking to young couples that like make it work because they've got like a guy kid running around like any kid he's crying he's laughing they're just like picking him up you know patting him on the back letting him run around but they can like maintain a full conversation with me as they're doing that i just i just think that so parents can multitask like nothing they can literally wiping their kids ass as they're like giving you stock market advice uh but that yeah i <laughs> i just uh you know, I think for Tasha and myself, it was good birth control. I just don't think, I think, I, th- I think when we, I think if we, if and when we decide we want kids, it'll be like a, a decision. What we'd obviously plan for, but I think it'll be like, boom, let's do it. Like, and it might be like, I don't know, three, four or five years, whenever it is. Cause, uh, but it, it, I, I do envy these couples that had kids young, seeing where they are now. It must've been miserable for those early years, but it's cool to see kind of couples that are still young they're in their mid 30s whatever they got a kid who's not you know who's sleeping through the night this and that you know like my sister's my age right she's 34 i'm 33 and my sister's got just had her fourth and it's like that's fucking insane but also by when you hit 40 they'll be in pretty in like a pretty good space you know anyway it's a it's a fucking investment these kids and if i'm if i'm like a narcissist and self-centered because i don't you know want children right now then then yeah that's what i am Jeez, i got too much shit to do i can't be having some kid in the background yelling while i try to record sound you know what i mean folks anyway so to culminate here's what happened we went to the wedding we had fun the guy hit on her whatever tasha and i we started we had that we had that moment where you're dancing to the same song that and uh where you just had we just we we've always been close on our um sort of uh 
the energy vibe that we emit, I think we're on a very similar frequency. And um, there was a moment while we were dancing that it reminded me of what I think might have been the moment I fell in love, which was several months before we started dating. We went out, and, and, I, and I've talked about this a few times, but it's been a while. We went out to this full moon party in the desert uh, where you like dance through the night. You just get like high and kind of sort of like dance, and, and it's a kind of like a rave in the middle of this desert. And when the, when, the, when the sun comes up, there's like people are cheering, and then it ends. And then by 7 a.m., you're on your way home. And we just had this connection with this like tribal dance music that had no sort of ending to it it was just kind of like groovy and we were just walking around the desert like jasmine and aladdin which is actually pretty good as i jasmine and aladdin is a good way to to relate us she's like a princess and i'm like this peasant on an artisanal rug with a monkey you know stealing apples and shit (laughs) um way to see so highly of yourself dave uh what the fuck? I did not think I would be talking about Aladdin and Jasmine. Jasmine smells good. Um, the the herb is it not the, the woman? I don't know. I'm sure she smells fine. I don't know. Middle Eastern women, do you smell okay? Moving on. Um, and that rug doesn't smell good. Just just holding on to the ends of it. You know those little tassels. Rugs cannot be that aerodynamic. Like, if you think how fast you... Also, do you imagine how cold you get riding a rug? You ever ride a convertible? You're on the ground. Convertibles can get very chilly. Rugs don't have windows to protect you. All I'm saying is, Aladdin had really nice hair. There's no way that he's not riding the rug and then getting his hair blown back. You know, it's a whole thing. Actually, that's probably where Moroccan oil comes from. That's all from the same shit. Maybe Aladdin was... um, peddling that argan moroccan oil um that would have been a good look for him i don't know why we don't get aladdin um promoting more um hair product anyway what the fuck was i talking about so yeah so we fell in love at least i thought we did um she can have her own story i don't even know if i'm there yet yeah whatever learn to love uh i fell in love and opened my heart up to love only two or three months into moving to los angeles and it was, yeah, like a desert moment. We were just kicking around in a desert. Um, it was um, hot. It was cold to start. And by seven, by but once the sun came up, the temperature went up like 25 degrees. You know, the desert. So you go from bundling, bundling up to just kind of like embracing this like radiant heat. And we just danced and made just end endless eye contact where we just sort of vibed. I felt that again. And not to say like we've, we've like fallen out of that, but I, I was reminded why this girl is so important to me. This lady is so important to me. Why is she a girl? Uh, and it was this song. Um, what's the song called? Uh, oh, fuck. It's called, it's called House Party, I think. Can I play some of it? Does it matter? Do you guys care? Uh, hey, Siri, uh, play House Party on YouTube. Does that even work? Let's see if she finds it. Is this it? No, oh, it's going to... What if it just goes to my porn and some dude getting blown out of house party? Yeah, this is it. Hold on. I gotta turn my Bluetooth off. This is a fucking song. Better not play an advertising. Anyway, is it you know, it's like we don't need nobody turn the TV off. Jeez, I'm gonna fucking ruin the lyrics. God damn it. This is why you know, some podcasts, I think you need a producer there to just pull up this shit for you because it really is hard to talk through. Anyway, it's called A House Party by Sam Hunt. And it was just like one of those like late night songs 
the country music's kind of bump in. It was cool. Um, maybe I'll play it in the end. I don't think I can. They'll take it off. Fuck it. Whatever. You don't get no house party. Anyway, the point is we felt that vibration. It felt great. That's what weddings are for. You get to watch love. You get to listen to some guy play acoustic guitar as Canon and D. You know, they march down the aisle. And then you you cry a little bit. You get what? I mean, it's because everybody there is in the moment feeling love. What I loved is before they the wedding, they announced like no one have your cell phones out. No one take dumb Instagram story. They Because, oh, what, what are you doing? We're taking some shit story. Like I was going to do an Instagram story from the wedding, like showing the beautiful landscape and all this. But yeah, people don't fucking care. I see people with these most badass Instagram stories, them jumping off bridges and bungee jumping off helicopters. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. It's like, it's not as cool as in the moment. Anyway, it was great that they had the foresight to say, look, Get off your things. We're going to produce a video of it all. So just no one cares what your like ninth row Instagram story looks like with the you know dude's bald head in the way. Uh, so everyone can be in the moment, appreciate love, and have a chance to reflect. And you feel it in the air. I mean, it's an energy, folks. It's an energy. And I'm as guilty as everyone as like... As, as as taking that love for granted, that love for myself, that love for others, family, friends, I'm guilty of that. And when you get in the moment, you get 100 people together and you're all just feeling that love, I cry. I do. It's 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 the empath in me. And you might be like, Dave, you're, what are you, you're supposed to be some fucking comic bullshit. Yeah, that's part of it. Part of it is like being raw on stage and part of it is sharing the other side of that, which, you know, on stage, you know, even in the podcast, we talk about a lot of shit, you know, find shit to complain about because um, complaining uh, uh, in a humorous way is, is fun. Talk, complain about the traffic. You complain about the dude hitting on your chick. You complain about the drunk bitch on the ground. You complain about all the titties in your face. You can't focus. You compl- complain about all these things. But um, that's different than like a general cynicism. I feel like cynicism is bad. That's the low energy. But complaining, it's like, dude, the fucking train sucks whenever no one's on it. It means a homeless guy jerked off. You know, there's always whatever. You get what I'm saying. Uh, but we had fun at the wedding. I uh, cried a little bit, put the sunglasses on. I was like, I'm going to take this one off. Not cried. You know, I don't think I pulled a tear up, but, you know, the eyes watered. The bucks are walking by in the background. It's a whole thing. Uh, after the wedding, 5 a.m., I vomited. I couldn't do it. I didn't even get drunk, but there was something about, like, brewskis, then Prosecco, then white wine, then the that, that sloshed drunk girl passing out tequila to, you know, then ending with beer. Something about it. And then we did a little dull taco, as you do. And I woke up and I yacked. And I fucking yacked. And this wasn't even, like, just shotgun to beer puke. This was, like, fajitas coming out. And I didn't eat fajitas. You know, why does it always look like fajitas? It's like, I'm puking out onions and peppers. And I didn't even eat those. I ate a steak for dinner. Oh, it hurt. Just And then, you know what I mean? And then there's just this ball of stomach acid sitting in your nose. Somehow your nose doesn't know how to shut off. Noses are for smelling. You know what I mean? There shouldn't be a way for stomach acid to be in your nose. Anyway, it fucking sucked. It sucked. But, you know, we're staying at a cute little hotel. I cleaned it up. And, of course, Tasha walks by and goes, why aren't you vomiting in the toilet? Because I was vomiting in the sink. And I was like, why... 
why are you really like my life is on pause right now nothing when you're vom- there's a beauty of vomiting nothing else matters you're just trying to breathe in between dry heaving i'm getting an ab workout in as i just hurl it's funny because the whole Kavanaugh hearings talking about Ralph. Ralph is when you. Pee. I was watching the Kavanaugh hearings. He goes, "Ralphing means it's when you vomit." And then I was thinking, like, "Oh yeah, back to my college days, whatever." And then the next day, I'm a 33 year old man vomiting. Like, really, Dave? Really? But at least Tasha didn't have to hold my hair back, which is nice teamwork, ladies. Hold each other's hair when you get sick. Um, <clears throat> you just know. You just don't know till it's too late. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe that gassy champagne I shouldn't have had in between. Whatever. You guys don't care. You're grossed out. So I boofed. I vomited. And, uh, and I, felt, I felt a lot better the next day. And then we had a pool party we went to. It was a whole thing. But anyway, we went from the pool party, uh, you know, hour and a half drive home. Tasha got sick on the way, which was convenient, by the way. She's like complaining about her nose running. And I'm like, I vomited all night. And I got it. So... Anyway, she, um, instead of podcasting with a um, nasal drip, we decided to just hang out and spend the last couple hours together before I had to go to a show. Had a show at Westside Comedy Club Santa Monica. Went straight from there. Uh, and it was one of those beautiful Sunday night shows where there's only like seven people in the audience. I love talking to seven strangers. I just love that. Like, it would be fun. You know, it's cool It's cool to the ego to do a show in front of like 400 people. You get these laughs, this and that. But the intimacy of seven strangers and you're trying to tell them, you know, a, a stupid joke. Oh, it's just, it's, just, it's just great. It's irreverent. Like, I just love the irreverence of, you know, I love the irreverence of the world that we live in because it's weird right now at best, right? But I don't really do that on stage. So I love that. And, it, and it's not that I'm making light of any situations. I love that I can go on stage and talk about some micro problem I have with a flashlight. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I was doing this bit about how the labia paint peels off my flashlight. <laughs> you know, what the fuck? You know what I mean? There's a time and a place for everything. Some comics, you know, are at the place in their career where they can hit on the Kavanaugh hearings and the Me Too movement. I don't have that as much on stage, but, um, but I do like that the podcast is a forum to kind of express... Uh, where we're at because as a country we're in a weird place we're here's where we're at i think and i know you don't need me to tell you we're at the place where mom and dad stopped talking and dinner you know it doesn't mean the problem just started it just means it got to a stalemate mom and dad aren't talking everyone's eating dinner quietly and then you know like johnny asks for a couple bucks and mom says ask your father and then your father says I'm right here, Becca. Why don't you? And then it just, what the f- And it just blows up. That's what we're at right now. We're like, we've ripped the Band-Aid off the relationship. We saw that there's, um, there's some uh, infection in the scar tissue, in the scab. And now we need to scrape that down, put some fucking, you know, I don't know, antibiotic ointment on it, and man the fuck up. We're human beings right now, and we are growing in a way of communication that I think is for the radical good. Um, I think or this shame that's being released by women sharing their story, and I know, and I know it's painful. I know it's painful, and I know that no woman or any victim deserves the feeling of retelling and reliving their story. But with that, that bravery, 
uh, from Blasey Ford. I don't know if you guys, are, I don't know who isn't followed, who hasn't followed the hearings, but obviously Kavanaugh's uh, trying to become a Supreme Court justice, and he's um, under a lot of heat, and um, rightfully so. When there's smoke, there might be fire, and there is no rush when you're appointing someone for life to find out if they're a piece of shit or not. And people do learn and grow from being shitheads when they're younger, but you know what I mean? If that shit's out there, you can't be you can't be in a moral job with an immoral you know what I mean? It's like, dude, no one's saying you can't be a you know, work at UPS. Um not to say most UPS drivers probably have better records than most politicians. Um but anyway, uh it's a it's a beautiful thing. And it and it's a beautiful thing that's happening with this scab that's um hasn't healed yet. Uh, but we know it's there. And I think I think by taking the bandaid off, we're able to look at it and say, oh, fuck, this needs attention and love. And what can we do? That's the question we ask. So what, what can we do in this climate, in this world that we live in? Just keep sharing love. That's, all, that's it. At the very least, um, I know that I'm right now not in a place where I need to take leadership over some of these issues. I think what most women want is... Um, I got to stand by them, not in front or behind and, and be supportive. Uh, and that's, I guess what, what, where we're at because it is very special, uh, that, that women are, are feeling or beginning to feel more comfortable sharing their story. And, um, <clears throat> I can't imagine, I can't imagine, uh, but we're here for you. So actually speaking of sharing stories, let's go to a reader or a listener email. Um, this doesn't have anything to do with the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, Kavanaugh wrote in. Um, let's see. We got it. Let's let's call this. We need a new name. Let's call her Nina. Nina wrote in um, from Germany. Let's read it. And again, if anyone wants to write in, I always tell people, look, if you've listened for more than six episodes, technically you're late on writing in. I like to know what's going on. Tell me about your sex life. Tell me about your dating. I won't use your real name. It's just interesting to connect with you all out there. Um, I love I love hearing that you, some of you are longtime listeners and then you're checking in for the first time. I don't know you exist and I would like to know. And I won't, I won't take that lightly. So if you're out there and you haven't written in or... Or 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 shoot, shot me a comment on Instagram or, or whatever. Get on it. Let's go, dear Tasha and Dave. I know most people who write in say this, but I've been listening to your podcast for a couple years now, and finally, I'm writing in. I'm a 20 year old student currently living in Berlin. I just moved here from England, but grew up in the states. I'm studying. You you literally did the reverse World War II. <laughs> okay, I'm studying in England, but doing a year of work experience here in Germany. I'm half German. The SAP, whether it's the Dave solo episodes, the interviews, or the ones with just Dave and Tasha, you guys cheer me up every time and give me something to think about or a new perspective on life or relationships. The positive but honest and raw conversations make me feel like I know you two so well and really help me get through times in the last through tough times in the last couple of years of moving around constantly and having to make friends and settle in a new places often, which is sometimes pretty lonely. I've slept with a decent amount of guys or had casual friends with benefits situations, but I've never been in a real relationship. And hearing you two gives me such a new perspective on relationships and love and sex and friendship, purpose and meaning. I want to read that again. Hearing you two gives me such a new perspective on relationships and love and sex and friendship, purpose and meaning. So I'm just writing to say thanks for always being there, making me laugh out loud. The one called Tragedy and Butt Stuff. I swear to God, I nearly shat myself laughing or making me think or 
or making me think or giving me a new perspective. Learn something new. Keep it up. Nina. Thanks, Nina. And um, hello. Hello in Berlin. Uh, that was sweet. Yeah, no questions there. Just telling us that she likes uh, the butt stuff. Uh, good to know that the Germans are into a little bit of uh, sausage play uh, in your sauerkraut. Put the sausage in your sauerkraut. All right. Uh, anyway, Nina, write in. Like, like, stay in touch with us. Um, it's it's good to hear from you. And uh, I, I totally understand the feeling of feeling like you know somebody. I have a few podcasts I listen to, and I genuinely enjoy them. There's one that I listen to. It's called You Know What, Dude, um, with Robert Kelly. Uh, we had his uh, producer on, Gabby Ryan. And uh, it's like, dude, I don't know this guy, but if he like passed away... It, I would feel more sad than if like any of my childhood heroes. You know what I mean? This is a dude that like I have built a podcast friendship with for five years. And for some of you guys, it's like we're building a friendship. So I think it's sweet when you, when you write in as a 20-year-old. And I'm not going to undermine you because of your age. But it's sweet that you're someone who's growing in your love life and your personal life. And, and we're here kind of like failing ahead of you. You're not failing, but success is a bunch of failures. You know what I mean? Whatever they say. Um, whatever you need to say when you're broke. <laughs> yeah, success is just a bunch of failures. Don't answer the phone. I don't want to know what they want. Um, don't pick up that mail. Uh, oh, it's check. I'll take it. Uh, success in this relationship has been a lot of growing pains. We have um, so, what, so many things, so many giant hurdles that we had to get over are now yeah speed bumps boom you know things that were big and uh i was challenged in a lot of ways on how to um communicate because it's a different style than what i like than what i need and we obviously always talk about love languages so nina do you know your love language do you know what you want do you know what you're looking for um it's often very different you know this wedding we went to this this uh this girl, she was uh, just in a high attention, loud, fun. Um, and then her boyfriend, or her husband now, six foot five, strong, smiles, nice guy, charming, but like, uh, I, w- I wouldn't know to call him introverted enough, but like, he's got his own sort of orb. And he's got a strong enough base for her. You know, like he's that, he, she's the tetherball and he's the fucking pole. You know what I mean? And she's wrapped around him and he's swinging that dick. Uh, probably. I would watch it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, it's love and growing and communicating. It's, you can't, you, what are we doing? You can't have one without the other. And, and it's like, I was so kind of set in my ways as to what I need and what I wanted and what I was giving off that you don't know, you don't know you got a bitch face until enough people tell you, yo, you look mean all the time. And then you go, oh, no, I was just thinking a lot. And then you have to realize, oh, okay, I can think and I can be me, but I have to be conscientious of what I'm presenting to others because if they digest and absorb my energy in a negative way, that's on me. So whenever I'm in a fight with someone or, or short with them or, or, or something's not going exactly the way I want it, I got I to gotta go, okay, I, I, know, I know my intentions are good. This is so important for relationships of any type. Of course your intentions are good. When, unless you're a sociopath or, or psychotic, right? When no one's going, I want to fuck with this person's brain. We're looking for our own love. And when something gets in the way, we might get jealous or do certain things, be vindictive. And it's, 
and the root of it is like, well, I just wanted their love. Like sometimes I get in a fight with Tasha and, 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 it, and, then, and then she'll finally like, you know, just be like, Dave, it's because I want to spend time with you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, can't, I can't win that argument. It's like, so, but my, but it doesn't always mean it's healthy. It's you know, I have to tell Tasha. It's like, look, if if we did date night as often as she wanted to, I would be broke or more broke. <laughs> I'm not broke. I would be broke and have no career because I would never go out. And like the other night, I think as I was preparing for this eight day trip on to the East Coast, I think she was thinking, um, like it was almost like she, preventatively her her well went dry. Um, that pussy, no, <laughs> her, her love well, um, felt like it went dry per, uh, because before I travel to the East coast for eight days, I pick up a few extra days at work. I try to do some more stand up. I'm trying to prepare myself for this trip and it's not something that involves her. And it's, it's still a struggle in our relationship to accommodate each other when in the end we have to be able to stand on our own two feet. Like I would never want her to give up what she needs to do to make to make me happy it's like i want you to do what you need to do and sometimes that means you got to take a job when we had a date night planned and this and that and vice versa like i got to you know go on my path and her path might be i mean it's certainly intertwined but it's not the same path our path is our paths just cross they're like um a double helix is that a good <laughs> reference you know what I mean? Like our path, like you want to grow with your partner. You want to grow with people, but also you got to do your own thing. And I'm pretty independent with that. And I've had to learn to collaborate because, you know, for a long time, as much as I love, I obviously love talking, talking to Tasha, but during the podcast, it was like, no, this is my thing. I don't, and it wasn't, that I didn't want her to do it. It was just my thing. And what I've learned is, well, it's our thing. We can share it. And then, you know, you know, the, obviously the through line, you know, the train runs through uh, Station Dave here. Like, no one no one else is going to upload this shit. If I'm not the one doing this on No Sleep with an edible hangover, uh, no one else is going to do it. Uh, so, anyway, a lot of reinforcement happened this week with love. You know what I mean? Let's read a couple questions. Get the fuck out of here. Personal growth hurts. It hurts. I've been in a funk. I've been in a weird funk because, like, I've been feeling so much love, but also... I've also just been in that place where like, I can't tell you, I feel like a fat caterpillar trying to break out of its cocoon and the cocoon's like, no bitch, we ain't done with you yet. And it's like, no, you are, let's go. But I think, I think when it comes to growth, I think you have to feel that way. I try to limit the anxiety I get by being like, I I, I thought I'd be farther along in my career and all these benchmarks. And it's like, no, things are going so well. There's so much good invested into my stand-up acting you know podcast career there's so much good invested that it just really i need to just pump the brakes and enjoy it and i was like why am i so stressed out about about uh you know going to new york when this is like i pay no one's paying me to go to new york this is like like the presence you have to have every several months, you know, every two to six months. It's like I got to get over there, do some shows, be present in that scene because it's an investment for the overall career to be, you know, in, in, in different, in different markets and this and that it's an investment. It's good for you, but it's also, it's also good to like take the weird jokes I'm working on and be like, all right, let's see what the East village thinks of this. You know what I mean? 
And that's hard to write off when you don't have a job that's like a standard job. It's hard to write off to be like, babe, I'm trying to save up for a ring, but I also got to spend this amount of money. Like if I like say if I didn't go to New York or travel at all the last two years to do stand up or this or that, I could probably buy. I could I could afford it. But it's like also like I said about pursuing your own path. There has to be a balance there and it's very it's just been very hard to find that balance right now because the love's there the commitment's there and i just always feel like i'm putting that ahead of the work that needs to be put in for stand up um but the some people that make it say you can't have a you know seinfeld didn't want to get married till he's like a fucking billionaire right because it's like stand up takes a lot of time and 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 for me it's like well Love and and enjoying life with a partner is not something worth throwing away to just get better at stand up. I mean, like, there, whether I make it at thirty three or thirty eight, it's like in the end, or forty five. Like, what's the difference? I just want to be comfortable enough that Tasha and I can enjoy the time because you know it's like, look, I've always said this: if I could sell out a thirty seat room every night for the rest of my life i'd rather do that than try to be selling out madison square garden i really would it's there isn't and that that might be part of the problem is that money is not a big factor to me when it comes to like what i want to do i'm sort of just trying to get out of the house we'll call you in an hour she says call me in an hour all right well you're not gonna hear from tasha today Uh, let me see i'm gonna call her real quick she's not gonna she's gonna be fucking like i'm gonna make i'm gonna make sure we get this phone call in before uh the episode ends did i just exit out on her maybe she had to fuck you she did she fuck you button it to me hold on she's gonna be babe i'm running late hello babe i'm running late i gotta go walk the dog why the fuck are you calling me (laughs) i was podcasting and i wanted you to get in on this episode i wanted you to get that union credit well, thank you. You know all that. Um, you know all that money we make from podcasting. I wanted you to get a line in, so you got that eight hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Okay. How's your nose feeling? Oh, I'm a mess, but I'm gonna survive. Well, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I uh, I didn't do any shit talking about the wedding, and I won't keep you long. I just mentioned the drunk girl, but every wedding's got a drunk girl, so I feel like it's okay to mention it. You know what I mean? I hope you didn't call her by name. I did. Yeah, Stacy Stacy Rhodes. What? No, I didn't call her by name. I don't know her name, luckily. Just drunk chick with the side boob. Um anyway, what's going on? You miss me yet? Uh, yeah. Why? What are you going to what are you going to do to make this about you? You got a whole week to to have a spiritual camp with yourself. You can have a spiritual experience with yourself. Mm-hmm. Charge up the vibrators. All right, baby. Well, I gotta walk into my house, so uh, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. All right, love you. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. She got that nasal. She got that sexy nasal. Nyquil. She got that Nyquil voice. <laughs> it's so funny. She goes. She yesterday. She's like, I think I'm getting sick, and I I hate that when you. I hate when people reinforce it. Like I think I'm getting sick. It's like, well, why are you telling yourself that? I kind of live in denial. But like, literally, by the an hour later, she's like, "Babe, I'm telling you, I think I'm sick." And I'm like, "I don't know." She's like, "Babe, I, we need to stop for emergency." Anyway, uh, should we call this one short? I was gonna read some more questions, but I uh, I think we should just call this one short because um, 
I got to go live some life. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll add a little bit more into next week's episode. Uh, but right now I'm traveling. If you're getting this right away, it's October 1st, 2018. Oh, happy birthday, Darren. Darren's out there. I got to call my buddy Darren. It's his birthday. Um, I hate, oh man, birthdays are tough. I'm out of town for my buddy's birthday. Oh, he's a good one. I, I wish he could have been at the wedding with us. Darren's a guy. I'd watch Darren have sex with Claire. I'd, I'd watch Darren and Claire have sex. I'd watch Gooch and Sarah Ann have sex. I'd watch Jade and Mike have sex. I'd watch... Um, uh, who else can I throw on this list? Uh, that's new listeners. Is this creepy? Uh, Scott and Amy. Yeah, I'd watch you guys fuck. You know, whatever. Um, I'd watch uh, Josh and Amy. Um, two different Amys. I would watch... <laughs> This is so weird. These are their, you're like, who the fuck cares? Uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, Marina and Jonathan. I'd watch you guys. I would root Jonathan on. Oh, I would love... I would I would watch them have sex like I was on a tag team. You know how they lean over the rope and they're yelling like, you got it, bro. You got... I'm not saying I would tag team in. I'm just saying I would love to be like the guy who's cheering on it, bro. Like, dude, way to work in the leg muscles. You're looking good. Oh, uh, Fuck. Wouldn't you guys? Let's be honest. Are you guys weird like that? You wouldn't watch? I'm talking with consent. I don't know. I'm not even into that whole like, I don't know. It, what would be interesting is, yeah, if someone, if someone had to watch me have sex because you know, like I know I would try to pull off moves that I don't normally do. I'd be like, oh, you guys are watching this shit? <laughs> like, here we go. Like, when you're showing off at, like, a dunk competition at, like, a, on, like, a kid-sized rim, you start spinning around, you hit your head on the f- rim, as old. Like, anyway, um, well, how the fuck do I get out of here? Uh, oh, yeah. October 1st, 2018. Happy birthday, Darren. I have shows tonight at West Side Comedy Theater on 75th Street in the Upper West Side of New York City. New York City! Tomorrow night, I've got a show at Drexler's, 8.30 p.m. Drexler's in the East Village. Oh, my cousin Celeste is going to come. Oh, I can't wait. My cousin Celeste moved here. We get to hang. Dude, I should get her on the podcast. She's a fucking... Celeste is a cool... She's, she's fucking out there. Um... Then Wednesday, I've got shows at uh, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. That's Wednesday, October 3rd. Greenwich Village Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. It's a seedy-as-fuck place. It's, on the, it's, 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 it's in the best square quarter mile of comedy in the universe on McDougal Street. It's next to some awesome comedy clubs. It's a weird place. There's probably going to be like, you know, water dripping from pipes and shit like that. The stage is tiny, but that's comedy, baby. So that's 7.30, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. And then at 10 o'clock that night, uh, the Village Lantern, just right around the corner. That's what I love. You can go from one comedy club, grab a beer, drive around the corner, or walk around the corner, grab a slice of pizza, um, and then you do another show. So 10 o'clock Wednesday night at the Village Underground. And then Thursday through Sunday, I'll be at the Rogue Island Comedy Festival in Newport, Rhode Island. I'm only hosting two shows as of right now, but it's a cool... Comedy festivals are great because it's people. It, it's fans of comedy. You know what I mean? It's different uh, comics from different walks of life all getting together on these, you know, these are cool alternative stages. And just the audiences are laughing. And I think we need some of that right now. So do me a favor... If you're so obsessed with the news cycle and this and that, just know that that's what the media wants. They want to keep your attention with salacious headlines and and all that. But you have to understand this. Through all the bullshit with the infighting within the government, uh, uh, with gender, uh, with uh, identity politics and all this, remember this. We live in the safest time in human history and we have the ability to share our love with others, whether they be strangers 
friends or enemies, we have the chance to share our grace and understand that other people are trying their best, whether it be your mom that makes you angry, your brother, your girlfriend, your son that's just fucking mad at you. If it's, if it's, you know, we got a buddy, we're talking to his daughter's a teenager and he, her, she doesn't talk to him anymore. And he's like, I'm just trying to be a good dad. And you have to remember that we have to remember to give the benefit of the doubt to others, the benefit of the doubt. We have to remember that we all want good things in life and we want love and to share it and to subscribe to the podcast, the simple core beliefs in life. And just know that, that one step at a time, like literally you're going to look back on your life and be grateful and thankful for all the moments, even the, even the tragedies and the things that made you cry. You're going to be grateful for the strong, badass human being that you are. And I do think that humanity, I really do think that we're on the, on, you know, on the tip of this wave we're trying to catch of, of love. And, and, you know, the internet has brought out, you know, highlighted the top 1% of the bullshit, but there's so much good in there. So when we think that there's crazy riots and it's like, you find out it's like seven Klansmen. It's like, no, we live in a, a country of 330 million people. There's a lot of good out there on either side of the aisle. You know, there's a lot of good out, out there within our family. And we have to sort of give gratitude and thanks to that good and not be critical of what's lacking because gratitude grows and whatever's lacking you don't need to take that out of your life there will be no room for it because there will only be room for love within your hearts Uh, telling you guys telling myself uh i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was so low i'm gonna go take a break here's what i'm gonna do for me i'll tell you that here's what i'm gonna do for me I'm going to upload this episode, do all that shit I got to do. Then I'm going to take my backpack, unload it with all the bullshit I don't need, and I'm going to go down to Central Park. I'm going to go walk around. I might go for a jog. I'm going to go make this day about me. I'm going to go hang out, and I'm going to go enjoy New York. I'm going to make sure to take my earbuds out and listen to the sound of the city because this is 8 million people that are fucking pursuing their goddamn dreams with whatever God-given talent they have. And they're taking that God-given talent, and they're saying, that's not enough. We need to work this. We need to make this talent pliable. We need to make it resistant to the rejections that we face. We need to be machines that are ready to leap over that wall that uh, that we're not supposed to be on the other side of. Because what do they say about brick walls? They're not meant to keep people out. They're meant to show you how hard you want something. How hard do you want the life that you know you can live, that itch inside? How hard do you want it? Do you want it hard enough to share it with your friends, this crazy idea that you have? To have them look at you and go, ah, we don't believe you. You know what I mean? Because they don't. And they have every right not to believe you because you're trying to do something that's better than things that have been done before. And there's no blueprint for that. And we don't need blueprints if they don't exist. We just take one step forward and we you know, attract what we need into our lives. Good luck to you out there. Let me know how I can help. Write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Instagram at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. The Sex Actually Instagram is at the dot sap. Uh, go follow us on there. Send us a retweet. Whatever you can do at Apple Podcasts. Always mention them when you're shouting us out. Uh, let them know. We need that feature. Give us that feature. Anyway, this was a blast chatting with you guys. Thank you to Nina from Berlin for writing in. I so appreciate it. Uh, Keep the chat going. 
let me know how you think let me know what you guys are thinking of what's out there give me whatever feedback you have uh as always start with a compliment no whatever give it yeah i can i can take your criticisms let me know what works what doesn't what do you love what do you guys love that that we're doing and what do you wish there was more of because we'll bring it to you you know what i mean it's hard it's hard when we're talking through these microphones to know what's out there but tell us tell us what you want and um, hopefully as we keep growing this, we'll start to get some more of these solo episodes. You know, my goal obviously is to do one solo episode a week and then get back to double episodes a week. But, you know, right now I'm still working my energy on getting the numbers up, getting some new advertisers, uh, getting this thing featured, things like that. But we're out there. We're hustling. I so appreciate you guys being along for the ride. I know, and I'll just end on this. I know it's easy to go listen to Dax Shepard's podcast because he's famous and we love celebrity, but you know, and and again, he's a cool guy. Go check it out. But it's, you know, podcasting, you know, it came out because I think we wanted the humanity. We wanted the, the, the common struggles and this and that. And, you know, part of me sharing my, my road with you guys is not in any means to gripe or complain or whatever. Sometimes I talk about our issues and I'm like, I'm always thinking, do I need to be like less honest about like financial stuff? But it's like, no, you know what I mean? This is part of the struggle. Part of the struggle is the, is the growth and, and sharing it. And, you know, social media does this great job of making everything look perfect. But what that's really doing is making everyone else feel inadequate. So while, while we'll still put, you know, throw that filter on the photo and whiten our teeth a little bit, in Photoshop, this is it. This is raw us. This is me. And I think that's why people like podcasts because we don't have some FCC rating or someone telling us what to say or what not to say. All I know is if I make fun of the drunk girl at the wedding and use her name, Tasha's going to make me bleep it out. But as long as I don't use that name, fine. Sure. Did I mention 12 different couples I would watch having sex? Yes. Do I stand by that? Fuck right I do. So if you want to be one of those couples, go find yourself a partner. Send us a photo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, and shout out to Dara, uh, our Florida listener. She got engaged. What the fuck? That's amazing. Invite us to the wedding. I just, I won't vomit this time. I'll try not to. Uh, I ate the cake. All right, folks. I love you guys. I love each and every one of you, even the ones that haven't written in yet. Um, Thank you for being you. Share your story with me. Hug your mom. Call your dad. Talk to that brother you don't want to talk to. Share love. Everyone's trying their best. Bye.